Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Thursday, December the 17th, 2020. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. Today, we're going to talk about money, success, influence, and other random things that are on my brain before I forget here because I'm going to be gone this weekend. I didn't want to let you guys go a whole week plus without hearing me ramble on the podcast. And I thought some of this was important to revisit and to touch on and just to share. And so that is why I'm here today. Even though I'm tired, I am hungry. I still have to get my own workout in, but I knew if I worked out, I really wouldn't want to do this afterwards. So I'm going to try to gut through it uh, like I will my workout uh, as well. But before I kick off today, we have a couple of sponsors for the podcast. One, my homies at Athletic Greens. Again, if you guys have not yet tried Athletic Greens. I am still going crazy this year and having Monica send you a free pack right to your front door to try. So if you're on the fence and you're like, well, Jeremy, I've heard you talk about it, but I'm really not sure. Monica will send you a free travel pack right to your front door. You can try it and then you can get this offer. For a long time, we were doing the 20 free travel packs with order one. Now, what I've talked to my homies at Athletic Greens into doing is if you guys want to order Athletic Greens, and you do, they will hook you up with a free year supply. Yes, a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs just for ordering Athletic Greens. Pretty badass, right? And if you guys don't know, obviously vitamin D is crucial. If you're talking about immune support, cardiovascular support, it does support bone health. It's their vitamin D3 plus their K2. It's the liquid. All you do is just drop in your mouth or even in your athletic greens and you guys are good to go. And if you order athletic greens, they'll give you a year supply for free and they'll throw in five free travel packs as well. And obviously if you guys know in terms of like your immune system, vitamin D is vital. You're not getting it through food. The only way you can get it is to supplement it or to get it from sunlight. And sunlight, you need at least probably 20 legit minutes outside with your shirt off and probably your legs exposed too. So most of us are not getting that each and every single day. So I would urge you guys to check it out. And if you try the travel pack after we send it to you, then I can hook you up with that. Always the site is athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott. If you're interested right now, otherwise shoot me a DM, send me an email. I'm happy to hook you guys up uh, if we can. And also brought to you by my homies over at Beam CBD. If you guys have yet to try the Beam CBD, I can hook you up with three free nights worth of the Dream product. It's the what I take every night to go to sleep. It has the Nano CBD in there. It has melatonin. There is no THC, so it will not get you high. You got to go to your homie for that. Or if you live in a state where you can now smoke weed, you can get high doing that. But the Beam products have no THC. You won't fail a drug test. They won't make you high. You won't be hungover and groggy, but it will help you with a quality, restful night's sleep. So if you're interested, I can hook you guys up with that and always can get you 20% off all the Beam products with the code Jeremy Scott, always and forever. And also, our homies over at JLab Pro have a new uh, collagen complex. Again, JLab is the protein powder we use in all of our videos, but they just came out with a collagen complex product that Heather has been putting into her coffee, and we can get you guys a 40% off code for that, which is a lot off, actually, just to try it. And again, obviously, if you guys know, once you hit you know, probably 25, your collagen levels start to decrease, which typically causes less hydration and elasticity in your skin, 
stiff, sore joints, muscles, things like that. And a lot of people uh, find that your skin, your hair, your nails uh, tend to improve once you throw the collagen into your life, as well as kind of the joints and the tendons and things like that. So if you're interested, hit us up and we can share all of those things with you guys. And again, obviously, you know, we tend to partner with people who, well, A, we personally know and we trust, but are willing to give you guys uh, free shit to try. So that is what we got going on in here today. But in terms of the episode, we're talking money, success, and influence. Do you need them? Are they important? And what role do they play in your life? Now, a lot of this stuff has been on my brain since Sunday, and I don't want to get super lost in detail, but I'm going to revisit a podcast we did a couple years ago, and it's actually a chapter in my book, Make Success Mandatory, and the chapter itself, uh, I believe you're somewhere like 17, is Don't Make It About the Money. And obviously, you guys know me, I'm not a huge uh, money guy, but obviously, we live in an economical world, and you need it, and it is important, but how much do you really need? And obviously, only you guys can answer that. But if you do find yourself in a position of uh, influence, a position of, I don't want to say privilege, but maybe a position of financial means, if you can do something for someone else, do it. And you don't have to wait until you become a millionaire to do that. Heather and I, long before we had any real money, uh, were giving back to people any way we could. Obviously, through the business here, I've been fortunate enough to be able to do it to sponsor sports teams uh, in auctions and do events and this year, Heather did, uh, and she's still doing it until probably January 4th, I think, uh, the St. Mary's Food Bank. We've been collecting so much food from our people here, so thank you to all you guys who came in and dropped off everything on the list. It's been amazing because Heather's been just packing up her car full multiple times and driving it uh, to the St. Mary's Food Bank, and uh, which is awesome to do. Uh, and again, she's a rock star. I didn't prompt her to do that. That was completely her idea on her own, and she got everybody here involved, and it's pretty amazing. And it's pretty cool uh, to see. And that brings me to what Heather and I touched on on the podcast on Sunday before we went to do uh, our adoptive family drop-off. And now I'm not sharing this to make us sound awesome or amazing. Uh, We're real people just like you guys. We have our own faults and we have things that we do right and do wrong. And um, but we do do the adoptive families and I'm not sharing that to, to make, to be like, Oh, Jeremy, you're so great. That's not what this is. I'm sharing it in hopes of if you ever find yourself wanting to do it, uh, I can hook you up with some outlets to do it. We've been doing it through, uh, St. Vincent's de Paul. They have been great at, at sourcing us and placing us with the family. And the unique thing is with this is if you're doing it for on the holidays, uh, you actually go to the family's home and you deliver the gifts to them. Sometimes we do the grocery shopping for them uh, for their, you know, Thanksgiving or holiday meals and dinners, obviously because of the, you know, pandemic stuff. This year we did gift cards for that so they can go buy and do what they want. But they always have like a Christmas wish list of items and things they need. Uh, this family in particular uh, just clothes is all they ask for. And that's you know, kind of how you know, although um, they do have an 11 year old girl and my wife did get her some makeup and some cool things, which was uh, super awesome. I think Heather loves uh, shopping for the family. I think she enjoys uh, shopping, but not so much for herself because she's kind of a get in and get out person. I, I do think she enjoys shopping for other people. And I have to say in the past, Heather did this year in the past, I have loved uh, to go to like the targets and stuff to go in and grab like the toys for the kids, like get this kid a Batman toy or get this kid, you know, some soccer cleats and the soccer ball, which I think was last year. But these guys just had, uh, you know, clothes on the list for the most part. And I'm not going to go 
into great detail about the personal life of the family, but I will share a couple of things because every year we do this, it, it stays with me and it makes me realize how lucky I am and it gives me a better perspective and it fills me with gratitude, but also lets me know what I'm doing for the most part is what I'm supposed to be doing. And what I mean is help other people in any way I can. Now, obviously, this is a business and we have to make money. And with that money, what I do from there, that's on me. And again, I'm not trying to make this an anti-stuff thing. I'm not about, you know, you guys not living in the house you want to or driving the car you want to. But the perspective here I'm going to share it hit home for me and, and it probably will do the same for you. So we, we do our podcast and we head over and go to our adoptive family, which they don't live that far from us in proximity in terms of miles, right? And what I'll share with you is this. Obviously, I live in Scottsdale. You guys know that. Um, I went to one of our clients' Christmas parties uh, a couple years back as they were selling their house. And I believe they sold their house for like 9 or $10 million. And they probably live a mile from me. Now, my house is not 9 or $10 million, but theirs was. And they live about a mile from my house. And this adoptive family doesn't live more than 15 minutes from there. And they're obviously under the poverty line. Like these people are struggling. They have no money and they have no resources. And it's kind of crazy to think in America that you can have that big a gap that close together. And I bet if I looked hard enough, I could find the gap to be even, you know, smaller in terms of proximity to where you live. But to have somebody who can have a $10 million house and then somebody who has literally probably not, you know, $1,000 total net worth or probably a negative net worth and no money living less than 15 minutes away, it's uh, it's pretty daunting. And it is eye-opening. And I share that because I live in this bubble here. I live in Scottsdale. I work in Scottsdale. Routinely, when I drive home from work, I'll pass a Bentley and a Rolls Royce and Ferraris and G-Wagons and some of the fanciest cars you've seen. And obviously, you know, I don't know how many million-dollar homes. I think I saw a stat the other day in Scottsdale uh, of the 270,000 like single-family homes, only 26 of them were under $500,000, which is kind of crazy. I think Mike Wills actually shared that stat. That kind of blew my mind. That only 26 places are under half a million bucks. Now, for a ghetto-ass dude like me, I never thought I would live in a place like this, let alone own a place like this and own a commercial space that I work in, and I feel very blessed and humbled by that. So driving here to these places is eye-opening. One, it made me realize how lucky I was as a kid when I didn't have this perspective and gratitude, and I always thought everybody had it so much better than me. And maybe in my own little circle of friends, they did. And I've shared this story before until I went to college and I had a teammate who had like two pairs of pants, two pairs of shoes, a couple of shirts, no car, no TV, didn't know his, you know, who his dad was. And uh, he's only there on scholarship. And most of the gear he got that was ever new was from the team. And that was 18 years old. And that was my first kind of slap in the face like, hey, asshole, your parents did a lot for you. And when I look back on it, thinking how, you know, little money my my parents made and how much they would give us for Christmas and our birthdays. It's pretty fucking amazing. So mom and dad, I appreciate it. Um, but you don't see that when you're young and you're naive and you're, you have this kind of like 
tunnel vision or you have like these blinders on. You're just not really, it's hard to have perspective when you're in a bubble and when you don't get exposed to a lot of things outside of your, you know, circle, if you will. And so that's why I do love going to these people's homes every single year, multiple times, because it lets you know that there are problems in the world and it's easy just to give money. That's the easiest thing I could do. I do it a lot for different charities. Like, oh, Jeremy, can you do it? Yep, I click and I send the money. I don't got to leave my, you know, little man cave here and, and it's easy. But it doesn't stay with you. And I shared this in the last podcast. Uh, the one year we went and we gave the uh, the family uh, a microwave for Christmas and the little girl was crying because she was so excited. Now, I didn't have a lot of money as a kid. And... uh I always had a microwave. Like, there's levels to this, right? Like, we always say there's levels to this. Like, you know, you can be good at golf until you play with Tiger. And you're like, okay, there's levels to this. You can be good at basketball playing pickup with your homies at Lifetime. And then LeBron walks in. There's levels to this, right? And there's levels to, to wealth. And there's levels to poverty as well. And I remember seeing this little girl crying because she got a microwave. And I was like, holy shit. I'm like, this is crazy. And that will never leave me. And I'll probably share that story every year. And I'll probably share it multiple times to multiple people every year. Because it will, and I could be 97 on my deathbed, and I'll remember that moment, sitting in their home, watching a little girl cry because they had a microwave because she was so excited. So it's things like that that stick with you. And this year will as well. So we drive to the family's house. We, we bring the gifts in. And um, these are people who don't have much, clearly. And um, it's four generations of women. Uh, the mom is taking care of the grandma because she is in a in a wheelchair and she can't take care of herself. And then she has a 11-year-old daughter as well. And I remember just going in and dropping the gifts off. And she has a picture of her son who tragically just passed away a couple of months ago in a, a freak car accident where the airbag went off and a piece of shrapnel, you know, came into him and he bled out and he died. And he was 16 years old, just got his car. And the mom is crying um, as she's sharing this story here. And the longer she talks, the, the rougher it gets. And God bless my wife uh, for being able to talk through it. I mean, we're in there, we got our masks on, we're all, you know, like 10 feet apart. I got my sunglasses on still because I'm like... I cannot take my glasses off. I'm going to break down and lose it. Like my wife is much better than I am in those situations. A, because she's better socially because I'm a, a mutant robot serial killer. But for those, I'm, I'm good to listen. But man, I could not utter many words because it was like, even talking about it now, it's hard to like not be super choked up by it. So she has her son's picture there and she has his... uh you know, his ashes that she just got there as well. And, uh, you know, she's having a hard time even talking through it, but you know, she wants to share the story and she wants to have somebody to talk to about it. And so we're just there to listen. And my wife is doing, you know, the best she can just to, to talk the lady through it. And the longer we go, she lets us know, you know, she's taking care of the mom because the mom can't take care of herself. And, you know, her hours were cut at work and, um, you know, she happens to be, you know, uh, an ex-felon, but she's been clean for a couple of years now, and she's just looking for gainful employment at a place, but it's hard because of, you know, the way the world is right now, and I'm just sitting here listening to this, and then she has this 11-year-old daughter, and I'm like, I just feel this 
like this fucking sadness just enter my body and I can't shake it. Um, and I haven't been able to for days, really. It just, it stays with you. And I'm just thinking about the mom losing the kid and having, you know, whatever happened in her old life, but she's, you know, back on her feet trying to, you know, get things going for her family. And then the son passes away and I'm, I'm thinking about her and she's crying. And then I'm like this 11 year old kid. I'm like this 11 year old kid has such a rough story up to this point. And it just, it kind of blows you away, you know, and you're just, you're asking yourself the questions like, why, like how much more can this, you know, woman take, how much more can this family take? Like, obviously there's not a, uh, a male figure around. And I just, you know, and, and here's the, here's the crazy thing. These people don't have much money. And when we came there, they actually had got us a small gift, which I'm like, you guys do not have to do that. They actually got us a small gift. Now, I make more money probably in a day than these people are probably going to make in a year. Or I make more money in a month than they're going to make in probably like three years, right? And they got us a gift. They're thoughtful enough for us who are donating to them, got us a small little token of appreciation. When we were there, they were making these homemade ornaments for their trees. Like, like I think they had like some little spray paint and some other things and some little hand paints and they were making them and it was super cool. And um, they're just really trying to make the best of their Christmas and their holidays. And if we could have played a small part in that, which we did with the gifts and the the gift cards for them, I was happy to do it. But, you know, they had what I would say was a, an amazing outlook on life and the situation, all things considered of what they're dealt. And you just ask yourself, like, why? Like, and, and nobody has an answer for that stuff. Um, how You know, how much weight can a person take? And, and as Heather and I got in our car and, and said our goodbyes, I'm just like, you feel so sad for them. And again, that experience will never leave me. And um, again, it's even just tough to talk about it. Like, and I'm just the person dropping off the gifts. I can't imagine what the fuck they live with every single day. And so my point of sharing that is, is that if you are in a position of influence or have reached a level of financial success where you have a couple extra bucks and you can help people, it does really matter because it can change their life. My hope would be for that 11-year-old kid who has an uphill battle, uh, certainly ahead of her, um, she sees that people care and that people give a shit. And hopefully it can springboard her, you know, to be able to stay in school and, you know, get out of the situation that she was currently born in. And that's why I say, like, why? Right? Like, why is somebody born in the ghetto of the Philippines and somebody born in a affluent area of Philadelphia? Now, the landscape in the Philippines might look amazing, and you might not love Philadelphia, the city, but one of those people has a much better chance of be being educated and getting to go to college and going to a good school and having the resources and having people around them, while the other person has it really tough. It's a much harder environment, and I don't know. It's just, I wanted to share that because... Going there and seeing that lets you know that there is things in the world going on outside of your bubble that are really tough. And you never really know what people are carrying. That's why I always try to give people the benefit of the doubt. That's why I never try to be short with people. That's why I always try to listen to them. And when they come into our space or when I see them on the street walking, having a shitty day, 
I don't know what's going on. So if that lady happened to be short, you know, maybe with me at the grocery store, I always take the high road. And, you know, right or wrong, you know, and again, some people are just assholes. That's just the reality. Like some people are just, some people just want to be dicks. But then again, there's a lady like that. And you never know what people are going through and what they're carrying with them. So I always try to give them the benefit of the doubt. And that's why I'll always try to, you know, do things with the influence that I have, with any level of success that we have reached here with this business in terms of being able to reach as many of you on the podcast as we can, to be able to have an Instagram where, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of people are watching. And the same thing with all of our stuff. I want to use that influence for good to share stories like this because we were doing things like this, my wife and I, when Jeremy's Got Fitness was not making uh, much money. And so when we could give more, we gave more. We could give a little bit, we give a little bit. And there's other ways to do it too. It doesn't just have to be about money. That's why I say don't make it about the money. And I, I don't I don't mean that in terms of like don't strive to be financially successful because you can be, but don't make your life solely about that because I don't think those are the things that matter the most to people. And if you are in a position to make money, you know, how much do you really need? Again, I'll always come back to that. And I want to share this here with you guys because I do think there's a lot of people who are only money driven and I think it's a it's a losing it's a losing game. I think in the end of the day, you're going to look back and it won't mean nearly as much as you think it means right now. Now, obviously, there's a certain level you have to have to feel safe and secure and comfortable, and only you know what that is. But I don't want to live a life so consumed by something like money and material things that I can't open my fucking eyes to see that other people are out there and I can help them. And so the quote I want to kick off with is just, from Bob Marley in all reality. And it's, you know, money is numbers and numbers never end. And if it takes money to be happy, your search for happiness will never end. And I've already touched on this. And and just to be clear here, um, money fits into your life somewhere on the success ladder, but it's not the number one thing. And I don't think it should be. And if you've been blessed enough to be good at what you do to make a ton of money, don't just spend it on yourself all day, every day, take your trips, do your stuff. But I always look at it in terms of percentages, right? Like, and I could give way more than I do too. And I'm working on it little by little by little. You have to take care of yourself and your family and your circle first, but then what can you do for those who truly need it? And again, only you guys can answer that, but life can't just be about money and your childhood dreams didn't revolve around just paper with photos of of dead presidents on it. And I think most of you probably know you feel way better giving than just receiving stuff. Now, I'm all for getting things too, but at this point in my life, like, I don't give a shit. Like, we got some gifts the other day from uh, our girl Trish who came here. She got us uh, these massage gift cards. That's super awesome. It's very nice and thoughtful, and I appreciate it, and we will use them, and it's great. And it is as good as that felt to be appreciated and, and get those things. I felt 10 times better giving to this family than I did from getting that. And that's where I'm driving with it. And I know they say like, you know, 
money can't buy happiness. And I don't think that's 100% true. For some people, money can, in fact, buy some version or some sort of happiness. Um, people love material things, obviously. New house, new car, jewelry, staying in the nicest resorts, eating in the finest restaurants. Everybody loves that shit. I get it. And I know many people, you know, money does buy some form of happiness. And personally speaking, you know, from a dude, uh, you know, who was once dead broke to where I am today, having money can make life much easier and it can afford you opportunities to also give back to other people. But if you're living your life just for a check, just to pay for shit, it's only momentary happiness because new things get old, shiny toys become worn out, and the happiness starts to fade. The habituation of new things tends to kind of wear off. So the saying should be, money can't buy absolute happiness because I don't believe money does that. Because you can have all the money in the world, but if you know you're not truly fulfilled and you're not progressing, I don't know if you're going to be happy. So if you have, you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars and you can buy everything your heart desires, but you're not progressing as a person. And that's where I'm driving at here emotionally, spiritually. If you're not giving to things that matter to you, if you have nobody to share your ideas, your thoughts, your feelings and your time with, your happiness I don't think can ever be absolute. Money for most of us, obviously, is a necessary evil. You know, we need it in society, and we've created a world that revolves around it. And most of us, you know, want more of it because money allows us to do some pretty badass stuff, you know. It only becomes a problem when your pursuit of it blinds you and steals away time from you that really matters in terms of spending it on the things that mean the most to you in your life. And how much do you need to be happy? Again, only you guys can answer that. And I'm just a fitness dude in a warehouse. I don't have all the answers. But what I can tell you from personal experience is I make more money today than I ever have in my life. More money than a guy like me could have ever imagined for. And even my wife and I sometimes say it. And you guys know this. Our dog just had uh, ACL surgery and meniscus surgery, and all the other shit, and that's more money than I thought I would ever probably have in my life, to be honest with you, at one time, and to be able to pay for it for my dog to get it fixed, I feel very blessed, and I feel very humbled by it, and even my wife and I sit and talk about it, because when we met, neither of us had shit, and to sit there and be like, hey, we can pay for our dog to have this expensive-ass uh, leg surgery, and because we love our dog like a human, and I couldn't imagine like not having her in my life, But I never thought I would be in a position to do something like that. I would either just have to let the dog live with it or we would have to put our pet down because I would never have the means and the funds to pay for something like that. And what I can tell you in all honesty is money does make your life easier if you let it. But what money doesn't do, it doesn't fulfill me. It doesn't motivate me to do more. It doesn't motivate me to be better. And it sure as hell doesn't wake me up at 4 a.m. to get excited to come to work every single day. Because at some point, you're just like, the habituation even of the money wears off. Money can't do that, uh, at least for me. It doesn't have the power to. It doesn't matter that much to me. It's just 
paper, or honestly, at, at this point in life, it's just numbers and then the count at the end of the day. But you know what does get me jacked at four o'clock in the morning every day, or what makes me sit here uh, on a Thursday when I'm dead ass tired uh, at four o'clock? Excuse me, four o'clock. It's helping people, and it's connecting. It's writing. It's inspiring. It's educating. It's changing lives. Does that for me? The money that comes along with those things is honestly just a nice benefit. And what does drive me to create a certain level of money is if I can help my family and I can help just random people in the world who maybe don't have the same skill set that I do, maybe don't have the same motivation, the same drive, the same work ethic, and maybe have been dealt a much shittier hand than me. So if I can do something here that I love that can make money to help them, by all means, I'm happy to do it. Because in reality, I would do 99% of this stuff for free if I could. But that's not the world we live in today. We all need money to feel safe and secure and pay bills and obviously take care of our families. And, you know, I like to compare, you know, my career uh, and the money I make to training and honestly to working out. And I work out because, well, I work out because I love it in all reality. And it's who I am. And the byproduct just happens to be I get to you know, look and, and feel amazing because of it. And the money you make is the same way. And I think if you can find your passion for what you love and do, you'll make more money than you ever dreamed of. At least it's been my experience. And so our lives are, are miracles. And sometimes we forget that. And a lot of you listening are in a great position. And some of you have been dealt some shit this year, and I feel you. And some of you are, you know, thriving, even despite of it. And so I tip my cap to you. And, you know, this adventure we call life is nothing short uh, of amazing. Even in the the shit of 2020, it's still pretty amazing when I can step back and think about it. But it's short. It's really short. And I think focusing most of your time just on chasing paper is a mistake. And the last piece of, you know, I guess kind of money-making advice I'll leave you with is this, is all this money you make, you can't take it with you when you're gone. And I would urge you guys, obviously, to save for retirement and pay off your debts and do the basic things, but I know your friends and family would rather spend their time with you while you're here than spend your money when you're six feet in the ground. So don't lose focus of what matters today, and that's your kids that's your husband, that's your wife, that's your friends, that's your family. And I want you guys to tell the people, you know, the ones you care about, the ones you love, and, you know, the ones you spend your time with, spend more time with them. And do the things that make you happy and touch as many lives as possible and help as many people as possible. And if you do that, I think, you know, if, if you're working at a job, the money stuff is going to work itself out. And, if we're talking about, you know, career paths and things, I'm not telling you to go quit your job and sell all your shit. I'm not telling you to be crazy, but you know if you can or can't give more or less. Only you know that. And I'll share a quote from Richard Branson here, and this is how I think about work. Don't go into business purely to make money. If that's the motive, you're better off doing nothing. And I honestly believe that. And I think I share the money stuff tied in with the giving for the fact of I think we sometimes get lost on our journeys of what success is and what it means to all of us. And it's obviously different for everybody, 
but we ask the wrong questions. And, and sometimes even people closest to me are guilty of doing this. And it's no fault of theirs. It's, it's common. It's common speak, right? Like we'll say, well, when are you, you know, when are you going to buy the, what, what kind of car are you going to get next? Uh, when are you going to move up in house? When are you going to get, you know, this is a starter home. Well, this is my dream home. This is my forever home. And we ask people, when are you going to get a bigger house? When are you going to get to this? And we, we always kind of revolve it around stuff and things. And that becomes kind of a, you know, a measuring stick of success or if you've made it or like, we look at people driving a Range Rover down the street. I'm not knocking anybody who has a Range Rover. Like, if you like them, they're cool. Like, I'm not against them. I'm like, but then we're like, oh, that person's successful. Or if they live in a certain zip code, what neighborhood do you live in? Insert, you know, the thing that's supposed to be prestigious. Like, oh, yeah, that person is making it. And I'm not saying that isn't success, but that's financial success. And even sometimes that is not because oftentimes they have a giant mortgage payment or a giant car note. And like, is that really success when you're kind of renting it? Are you renting financial success? Are you a $30,000 millionaire? Are you kind of faking it until you make it, if you will? Again, I'm not against any of those things. If you're happy, then keep doing it. But is that really success? And what I mean is I wish people would ask me other questions, not Jeremy, you know, what kind of car are you going to get next? When are you going to move up in house? And this is typically people just closest to us in our life, right? Why would somebody ask me, hey, Jeremy, how many families are you going to adopt next year? How many charities are you going to donate to? How many sports teams are you going to sponsor? How many silent auction items are you going to give this year? We don't ask those questions. Or not, hey, what do you do for a living? Why don't we ask people, how happy are you? We're, we ask what I think are the wrong questions in terms of how we gauge success and what we're brought up to believe success is and what it should be. You know, I'll, I share a quote from, you know, Fight Club here. Uh, good old Tyler Durden never lets you down. If you guys have never seen Fight Club, and if you can really watch it, there is a lot of life lessons in Fight Club. And I mean a lot of life lessons that can teach you a lot about yourself and society and the world and how things are and how things, you know, could be different. And the quote is, we buy things we don't need with money we don't have to impress people we don't like. And I share that because I've had a conversation with my wife many times. And as she's gotten older, and I don't know if she'll listen to this or not. Sometimes she listens to the podcast. Sometimes she doesn't listen to me. Um... But I think when I say it here, maybe she listens more than when I'm, you know, barking it at home. I am so impressed with her maturation as a person from the things that she used to think were cool and the things that she used to think success meant and the things that, you know, she used to think making it were um, to what she thinks they are now. Because I think as we're older, it starts to shift and change. And the one thing I always said to her was, I said, I'm not going to buy a uh, I'm, first of all, I'm never going to take a loan out again. I think it's not going to happen. Um, we got ourselves out of debt, paid off our house. We just paid cash for everything. That's just how I roll. I'm not judging anybody who does. I've been super lucky and blessed, and I kill myself here to help people to be able to do that, and that's what we've done. And I told her, I'm not getting a fancier house, and I'm not getting a fancier car if it means I can't still help people. I never want to do that. I never want to be sitting here looking at a vehicle that costs so much money that I can't adopt families, that I can't donate items. 
that I can't give to charities, that we can't raise money for breast cancer, that when a client or somebody comes in here and asks for something for their charity or their foundation or their nonprofit, I have to say no because I got a giant house payment or I got a giant car payment. That's not what success is to me. If I'm going to help a lot of people and I'm going to make money, I want to do good things with it. And I'm not telling anybody how to spend their money or their time. That's up to you. I'm just sharing with you what I am choosing to do and what I'm trying to do. And I believe that's what success is. It's it's doing things on your own terms. And I'm not saying I'm going to drive this shit box car forever and I'll always live in my same house, but I don't ever want to get to the point where I get so wrapped up in money and doing things for money just for myself because then I feel like I've lost my calling and I've lost what success is to me anyway. And that's not me using my influence in a positive way, which brings me to influence. And I, I hate, it's, it's again, I, I shared this before, uh, my wife will always have a hard time describing and explaining what I do. Uh, we met some people the other day for the first time uh, through mutual friends and they're asking, you know, what, uh, you know, what does your husband do? And she's like, well, you know, he, uh, he's a fitness guy, you know, he owns a gym, you know, you're trying to like tiptoe around it. And it's like, oh, what's the gym called? And I can just, I can see her face as soon as the lady asks, she's like, oh, it's called Jeremy Scott Fitness and kind of like embarrassed by it, like always is. And I'm like, on the way home, I'm like, I go, when am I going to be you know, balling enough for you not to be embarrassed. She's like, probably never. Because when you think about it, like, I see, you know, when you talk about, you know, being fake famous, I say everybody is fake famous because we're all the same people, regardless if nobody knows us or everybody knows us. And I'm like, there's a lot of people who have no clue who like Joe Rogan is. There's a lot of people who don't know who Dave Ramsey is. Uh, when I talk about athletes, I'm like, my wife doesn't know who like Kyrie Irving is. Like there's certain people who are, you know, famous, but only in their vertical vector and only known in their vertical vector. So my wife will always have, you know, a hard time answering that, which I always kind of get a kick out of it. But in this small little weird fitness world, you know, a lot of people listen to what we do. And a lot of people watch our stuff. And you do have a certain level of influence there. And I hate the term uh, influencer, because I think it's not, I think it's tacky and terrible. And I think it lumps you in with people just showing their ass. No, I'm not saying I don't take my shirt off here and work out. It's fitness. It's what we do. Um, and that's what we've called the sizzle and the steak. I've been over it many times, but there is a certain level of influence you have when you have a podcast that gets streamed millions of times. There is a certain level of influence you have when you have a, a Facebook or an Instagram or an email list that hundreds of thousands of people are on. There is influence there. And there's a certain level of power that comes with that. And there's a certain level of responsibility inside of that. And so that, and that goes for all of us, honestly, for, for both big and small, whether you're, if, we, if you want to talk about Instagram specifically, if you have 200 followers or 200,000 followers, if you're just a person who, who has influence over a family of four or a company of 400, there is power in that. And there is responsibility in that. And that's the biggest thing. And that's why I share a lot of these stories, because I don't want to use these platforms, you know, and not do something good with them. I don't feel, you know, you guys would be listening and people would be watching our stuff if it was 
only vanity driven if it was only like oh how much money can we make i can't believe like that's like what i would be here to do so i believe if you're listening to me and you're a person who you know has a couple of bucks and you've reached any level of success in your life like maybe you graduated high school and you graduated college and you got yourself a job and you have influence over people and what i mean by people is your friends your family your loved ones they're seeing what you do every single day. They might hear what you do too, but they see your actions as well. And that's why I share these things on the podcast, not to make Heather and I look like saints because we're not, we're just normal people. Uh, We do a lot of dumb shit too, just like everybody else. But if this prompts one other person to, you know, adopt a family next Christmas or next Thanksgiving, or, or this prompts somebody to donate, you know, food to their local food bank, I'm happy to do that. And that's what comes with, making money. And I think that's what we can do with it is we can do things to take care of ourselves and be safe and secure. But if we can give back to those who have less than us, I think that is important. And I think when you understand that, then you start to understand like what that's what that's to me what success is. And when you have that power, and you have that influence, you take that responsibility seriously, like we do here. Now I fuck around and make jokes and we do fun stuff too. But I also understand a lot of people do listen. And so I try to share things that hopefully you know, help you be mindful of, of how you're spending your time, effort, energy, and money and what you're doing. And the last thing I'll share is this. Sometimes you might not have money to give. Sometimes you might not have resources to give. Sometimes you might not have the magic answer. But a lot of times with people, you don't need to say anything magical. You don't have to give them money. You just have to listen. You really just have to hear them. And I do believe like that's why you got two ears and one mouth. So you listen more than you speak, right? And a lot of people struggle with that. And I mean it though. You truly listen to them and you hear them. You don't just wait for your turn to talk. You listen first. And if you can do that, you really get to hear and you learn things about other people. And when you listen to people, I mean, when you really listen to them, they feel heard. You know what I'm talking about? Like when someone is there and they're intently just hearing, you feel like your voice was heard. You feel like they were, you know, they were the release for you. Now you can't live your life always surrounded by, you know, drains. Like you can't be an endless fountain of giving, but you know, if you're in a good position and somebody else isn't, if you can be the hand that is lending instead of the hand that's always reaching, that's a good place to be in. Now, obviously, you know, we've talked about this before, beware of energy sucks and vampires and stuff, but you know what I mean. Like the family we went and helped. My wife did an amazing job of really listening, as did I. I just really couldn't open my mouth because I didn't want to break down crying right there because it just really hit me like a ton of bricks. But I feel like the mother felt like she was heard, and I don't think she probably has a lot of adults in her life that she could talk to. And sometimes that's all it is, you guys. It isn't money. It isn't stuff. It's just actually listening to people. And I think me being such an anti-social, you know, quiet person, it's allowed me to develop the skill of listening to others. And listening does more than just create an act of conversation. It'll help you discover not only what people want, but oftentimes, you know, what they need. And that doesn't just have to go with, with strangers or clients and coworkers. 
that can go for your husband or your wife and, and probably even your kids. That's what listening does. When you're really hearing what people say. You know, so the takeaway, I guess, is just take interest in your life, in the world, and the people around you. And ask questions, you know, with with enthusiasm. And truly give a shit about the answers, right, when you're talking to people. But when you're speaking with people and you're listening to them and you're looking around the world, just do it from this genuine place of, like, authenticity, right? And if you guys can do that and you can look at the position you're in and, and not when you look at your life, right, and you're not making your life better than it is, not worse than it is, you're just looking at your life exactly for what it is. I think you realize how amazing it is and how gifted you really are and how much impact you really have and how important you really are. And when you can do that, you're going to affect not only your life, but all of the lives around you as well. And I know it's tough in a year like 2020 when people are you know, losing jobs and things are happening that we can't control and it's shifting and it's just a weird, strange year. I've seen a lot of really shitty things. I've had some bad days as well, just like a lot of you have. But as I sit here today, as tired and as exhausted as I am, I realize it's a, it's a position of you know, influence and it's a position of responsibility and I've been given a lot of things. Uh, and, and I've worked for stuff, obviously, but, you know, uh, there's a lot of people who work really hard who don't have all the same stuff I do. So if I can give back in any way, whether it be time, effort, energy, resources, uh, I'm happy to do that. And, you know, that's why I guess I kind of titled, you know, this a revisit of, you know, money, success, and influence. Because I think any time of year, but especially this time of year, you can kind of look back hopefully things are going to slow down. And it's like, you know, what am I really doing with my life? What am I really doing with my time? And what do I want my legacy, you know, on this earth to be? Um, because we're not here for that long, you know, knock on wood, God willing, maybe a hundred years, uh, you know, you're in and you're out. And uh, I don't think I want to be remembered for just the car I drove and just the house I lived in. I'd like to be remembered for how I made people feel, the impact I had on their lives, and how many of them, you know, I could touch along the way. And hopefully they said I wasn't a complete asshole and I was a good person who cared about them, showed up for them and listened to them and took, you know, whatever juice, you know, I had. And, and maybe it originally came from, you know, me being, you know, shiny and tan on a magazine cover, you know, looking like Rambo. But if I could take that and I could somehow turn that into a positive voice, uh, to help other people live a better life, then I'm happy to have done that. And that has nothing to do with, you know, being a millionaire. And that has nothing to do with, again, my car and my house and the jewelry and the clothes and the shit that I wear. It has to do with you being a good person and taking, you know, the gifts that you have and taking the perspective that hopefully you have and the gratitude you have for your life and bestowing it on to others who have significantly less than you do and there's a lot of people out there who are struggling now who have much less than you and if you have the ability to give back to them please do that so hopefully uh during my damn near hour of rambling some of that made sense to you guys and i just share it literally just to to shine some perspective on your life and hopefully um if you're in a position to, to do more 
uh, you guys can for other people, especially this time of year, because I know it's really tough. And uh, this year, probably more so uh, than ever. So um, just know we appreciate you guys, obviously, uh, for listening. Uh, it means the world to us. We wouldn't keep putting out this many podcasts and this many episodes if you guys didn't listen with all the feedbacks and the comments. So I appreciate it. And if you happen to find yourself on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Scroll down, drop me a five-star, leave a comment. I truly would appreciate it. And uh, if you want to share with a friend or family member, obviously that means a lot to us as well. And again, reminder, if you guys are interested in trying Athletic Greens, hit us up. I'll have Monica send you a free travel pack. Or again, you can get a year free of vitamin D3 and five free travel packs with your first order. Shoot me an Instagram message or email. I'll make sure I hook you guys up with the link. Again, as always, it's uh, it's pretty easy to find. It's just athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott. Same goes for if you guys want to try the Beam CBD products. The dream product is what I take every single night to sleep. I can get you three free nights as well. Hit me up with that. Again, it's THC free, but it will help you get a good restful night's sleep. And again, for a limited time, my homies at JLab are having a discount on their collagen complex. 40% off for all Jeremy Scott listeners. We have the links for that. Heather's been putting in her coffee. And so if she starts to look even sexier, we'll know it's working. So uh, thank you, guys. I appreciate you. I probably will hopefully pop on quickly before Christmas, Christmas Eve. But if my schedule gets crazy and for some reason I can't, um, I wish you guys an amazing uh, holiday weekend, but I'm going to try my best to come back on here and, and talk to you. And just know, again, if you can give anything to other people, especially this time of year, please do that. If you're at the grocery store and they have the donate $1, $3, $5 at the checkout, do that. Drop a couple coins in somewhere. If you see someone out struggling, you know, do what you can. And again, sometimes it ain't even about the money. It's just being an ear to listen. And uh, sometimes people just need to be heard. And we all have the ability to do that. You got two ears, so use them and really hear people and, and take it to heart. And uh, just know, you know, this year hasn't been hasn't been awesome for any of us. The more people I talk to, uh, you know, they, they wish they could kind of wipe it uh, from memory. And hopefully, you know, three, six, you know, nine months from now, we can look back on this, you know, dumpster fire shit show it's been. And uh, we can smile and laugh about it. And hopefully if you guys come to Scottsdale, you can pop in here and visit. And we can, you know, not socially distance and not wear a mask. And we can high five and, and clap and take a photo together. And uh, we can share some stories. So just know, uh, even though I can't hear you guys, I do see the messages that come in on Instagram and the emails and the comments. And that we do appreciate it. And I thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart. I truly do appreciate it. So. Until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short now, too. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.